Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Beyond the Math, the weekly episodic podcast bringing the latest in news. Weekly! First weekly! Time. We haven't missed anything. You haven't really missed much. Uh, and all the buzz going on in the world of professional wrestling, I am your host as always, DM, and I am joined this week by Alex. Yeah, this week, because I haven't been on like a month. Uh, howdy. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there is plenty to talk about. So we're going to dive right into it in just a little bit. Uh, why don't we get into how the hell have you been? Uh, well, we've been remodeling the house, so things have been kind of chaotic. You mentioned something about moving to uh, the corner room or something? Oh, yeah, I was, uh, I thought of, we thought about moving to the back room, but that just didn't end up working out. So I'm still in the same room, and everything's actually back in here now. I've moved everything back in here, so... Everything's good. I'm in my room. Uh, have all my stuff in here. I still need to unpack the last box, but everything else is done. And uh, I was originally going to do the show from the back room because I didn't have a room for uh, for like I want to say two weeks because they had to paint everything and put tile down and put a new fan in and all kinds of shit was going wrong because uh, since they were doing drywall stuff. That was clogging up our air conditioner, and so our air conditioner stopped working, and it was like, a, I want to say 105 degrees outside, so it was just an oven in the house, and uh, yeah, we, w- we went outside to see if we could figure out what was wrong. We went to the air conditioner, and we called these people up, we called the air conditioner people, and like the pipe leading into the house from the air conditioner was frozen. Like, in 105-degree weather, there was ice on it. So it's like, yeah, the, 
Every everything that needed to get into the house to make the air cold was not getting in, and that was because all the drywall dust and stuff had just clogged up the filters on the air conditioner. So uh, basically, when they're doing drywall stuff, you need to replace the filter like every day in order to not uh, destroy your air conditioner. That just sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, and uh, also the paint fumes would go inside our uh, clothes dryer, and it would smell awful. And we thought something was, like, broken and burning, and the house was going to burn down. And we got the guy to come down here. He's like, no, there's just paint going through the... Going through the, uh, it's 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 paint being burned inside the, the dryer. It's not if you, if you want it to stop, just turn off the vent in the room and close the door. And so yeah, it's just been it's been a little crazy. I didn't have a I slept in the back room for about two weeks, and then I and I would just be in the living room with my laptop for the rest of the day. And so yeah, it's been a little crazy and. Uh, my sleep schedule's kind of been crazy. I, I mean, I'm I'm on a normal sleep schedule right now. I'm actually sleeping during the night and awake during the day. But, uh, yeah, like, I want to say... It's going to be normal and regular, huh? I don't know about that, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it's okay for now. But, I mean, sometimes I kind of want to stay up at night. And, but, yeah, uh, there was one week I was trying to get a hold of you and... And I remember you said 12, and then you were like, it's 12 my time, and I thought it was 12 my time, and and so we missed it. And then last week, uh, we had a movie that we'd, be, that we'd been trying to watch, and since the whole house thing had been going crazy, we didn't really know when we'd have another chance to watch it, and you weren't there yet, so I was like, fuck, what do I do? And it's like, well, I guess we could watch that movie. And it was it was Batman versus Superman, by the way. Uh, oh, I'm so glad you finally watched that movie. Yeah, uh, it wasn't awful, but I I have to agree that there wasn't really a plot. No. It was just kind of... It was like... <laughs> I don't know how to describe it other than that there really wasn't a plot. It was just kind of like, you guys need to fight. And they did. And that was the movie. Pretty much. Um, I saw the flick and... I walked out going, we waited how many years and that's what we got? Okay. Um, I compared it to Freddy vs. Jason. At least that movie had plot. Um, yeah, I was very disappointed with, with that flick. And Since we're on topic of flicks, Suicide Squad. Uh, I currently want nothing to do with it. Um, probably the best thing you can do. Um, I'm going to say this right now, and I know there's a lot of people out there that are loving this movie, hating this movie. If you're a comic fan, it follows it close enough. If you are a diehard comic fan, you're going to be pissed off that it only focuses on two people. And if you're a casual moviegoer, that's a flick. Um, I'm going to say this now. I don't care for Jared Leto's Joker. At all. I know. If I wanted to see Jim Carrey, I would go see a Jim Carrey flick. Um, no. I... No. To me, the Jared Leto version of the Joker looks like someone is doing cosplay, and it's their own version of it, and that's what they put in the flick. That's it. I, I've got nothing. 
outside of Deadpool and Harley Quinn, all the other characters are pretty forgettable. Mean, you mean uh, uh, not Deadpool? That's Marvel. Not Deadpool. Deadshot. It's Will Smith with guns. That's it. It's the same fucking character he's been playing for the last 20 years. That's it. I'm not saying it was a bad movie, but... No. It, it, it wasn't one that I walked out going, I want to watch it again. It was no Deadpool. Yeah, uh... Seth Rollins actually made a joke that I would have to agree with, despite... I'm sure everyone knows that I'm not a fan of Heath Ledger's Joker. But, uh, he said... I, I forgot who he was talking... Oh, he was talking about, um... Seth was talking about Finn Balor, and he said, Finn is the Jared Leto to my Heath Ledger. When, and, and I was like, oh, that's a, that's a burn. <laughs> and, uh, and it's funny because I'm not a fan of either one of those. I'm but, not a fan either. But, I mean, looking at the Jared Leto one, it's like, aside from the looks just not matching up as well, he just... I mean, I I don't like when they when they feel they have to put like a modern edgy spin on something to make it cool. Because if it's good, it would be good regardless of you doing that. They don't need to change certain things. Like the Joker's wearing all this leather and and he looks like and they're trying to make him look like a badass instead of being kind of like goofy looking and and it's like eh, I I'm, I'm not I'm not liking it. And uh, Harley Quinn might as well not even be Harley Quinn as far as I'm concerned. I mean, she's got the pigtails. That's basically all she really has that reminds me of her. Because she doesn't, I mean, and there's been a lot of things where she hasn't wore her original costume in. But it's like, it's so far removed from what she looked like at one point. And she doesn't have her little weird accent that she had. I don't even no, know what kind of... She sounds as if she's trying to play Carmella. Yeah. It sounds like, and it's a bad... Like, she's trying. It's like a southern girl trying to be someone from New Jersey. It doesn't really come through. Um, I mean, there are certain parts where it works, and then... You know how you know Lana, how um, she gets the Russian perfectly and then she doesn't. Yeah, that's Harley Quinn in this movie. Yeah, I'm again. I wasn't happy with it, but I wasn't mad at it. I kind of walked out of it like Batman vs Superman. That's what we're getting, huh? I mean, I did. I did enjoy. Uh, uh, the the Batman suit, like both of them in the in uh, the yeah movie. Ben Affleck as Batman is should have yeah. been like ten years ago. He was great. Uh, the voice was a little bit funny. It was like robotic sounding, like they like he was using a voice changer or something. I wasn't expecting that, but uh, where are you sound like this? <laughs> and uh. There's also, like, uh, the fact that Superman didn't even really put up a fight. No, it, it was... 
your, your mother's name is Martha. So is mine. Fuck. We gotta stop fighting. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did buy the Killing Joke, the the animated uh, movie, because it's got all my favorite uh, voices in it reprising their roles, and I've always wanted to see an animated version of that. So uh, I'm I'm gonna watch that tonight, and. Uh, that's actually what I wanted to get when I bought Batman and Superman, and I couldn't find it, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, this will work. Uh, yeah, that movie was something else. That's all I'm saying. Um, at least I have Marvel to look forward to. They haven't let me down yet. No, they've been doing good in the movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh I've heard, again, for the last few weeks, I've heard nothing about Suicide Squad this and Suicide Squad that, and people are trying to take down Rotten Tomatoes because they gave a bad review. Folks, here's the thing. The movie's bad. Just give it up. You know, it's... Deal with it. Um, for me, it wasn't... I went into the, I went into the flick wanting to hate it, and I didn't hate it. I was just disappointed kind of like with Batman vs. Superman. I was disappointed. I expected it to be Avengers 2. I expected it to be Civil War. I expected it to be Deadpool. I expected it to be you know, like, oh my god, I have to see this again. And I didn't. I just kind of walked out going well that happened. Yeah. Which is kind of sad, but that's that's been my week for the last few weeks, and I'm uh, I think I'm I've come to the conclusion that DC is really good at making their video games, or at least if it's long as it's Batman Enterprises, and they're good with their animated flicks. When it comes to the silver screen, they're not. No. Yeah. I don't know what it is. They maybe it's time to go to Netflix. Maybe it's really time to start going to Netflix. And actually, you know what they need to do? Just stop doing Batman. Like, for the next ten years, stop doing Batman. And f- remember who your other comic book characters are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. That's going to do it all, I guess, for all the banter. Why don't we get into, and there's plenty of it, the news of the week. So we haven't had much of a chance to talk. Uh, have you been impressed with the draft recently? Uh, I think it's been good. I mean, good enough. I wouldn't say it's like amazing, but I've seen that first Raw um, after the draft was fucking great. And it slowly kind of... It made me go, well, what's SmackDown going to do? And then I watched SmackDown and I go... Okay, not quite as good, but okay. So, yeah, but one thing did happen on SmackDown. On the very first episode of SmackDown, they said that Shelton Benjamin was returning to SmackDown. Now he's hurt. Well, Shelton Benjamin appeared on the Ross Report podcast and talked about his injury. Here's a recap of from Bad Tuck of Ringside News. 
and you can click here the full interview recap. Fuck it, I'll just read it to you. He informs us that his return to WWE has been halted due to a full tear of his rotator cuff. It happened while he was wrestling in Japan, and he's been wrestling with the injury for the last two and a half months. He says that after he suffered the injury, he received cortisone shot, and his shoulder began to feel better each day thereafter. After some matches, he would feel some soreness in his shoulder, but nothing out of the ordinary from the normal bumps and bruises wrestlers suffer from while working. While he did physical... While he, when he did his physical with WWE, their physician informed him of the severity of his shoulder injury and told him that he would require immediate surgery. He says the recovery time is six months to a year, and he's planning for the worst-case scenario. He says WWE will certainly be on his radar once again after his recovery concludes. Well, fuck him. Um, I'm not a big Shelton Benjamin fan. Uh, I know in Japan he's gotten a lot better, but from what I heard, he got very lazy in WWE and he just didn't give a shit. And um, I don't need that on my wrestling. And um, here's the thing: I thought SmackDown was going to be the show where it's all about the wrestlers. Why are we bringing old talent in? I think the reason that, uh, well. I don't know about Shelton Benjamin specifically, but I think the reason they picked guys like Cena and Orton was because they were hoping that those guys could make SmackDown important. Well, because definitely they definitely can. They have the star power, but when you really look back at the draft, you go, Raw's really a show I kind of want to watch. It's got more variety, whereas SmackDown's got all the veterans. It also has uh, and Dolph Ziggler uh, and Bray and and Bray, who um, I think is hurt again. No, he's fine. Is that official? When did you hear he got hurt? At uh, the last taping when he fought Ziggler, when he fought Dolph. Well, no, he was um, he was on last Friday or last Tuesday, and he was fine. I didn't catch it. Um, well, I guess if he's fine, I thought yeah, uh, I think. Um, he was like slightly hurt, but it wasn't an injury. I think uh, he just tweaked like a little part of his lower leg, ankle area when uh, Ziggler went a little too far in on the roll up, which is the most hilarious way to get injured. But basically, he pulled Bray's leg a little too far over, and Bray was like, "Motherfucker!" But we didn't even really see it because it was mostly during the commercial break and and Bray said no fuck this I'm finishing the match I'm sick of fucking injuries and I didn't even know he was hurt until they mentioned it afterwards and but yeah he was there uh, on Tuesday so he and he was fine so alright well, so long as he's fine because my big fear is that would be injury number three in like a year I don't want Bray to get released um, every time they push him, he gets hurt. Uh, speaking of got hurt, Ryback booked his first post WWE appearance for Russell Pro on October 14th in Creskill, New York, and October 15th in Brooklyn. It was also announced that he will be appearing at WrestleCade and is being advertised as the Big Guy, formerly known as Ryback. Additionally, his Twitter name is also the Big Guy, although his handle remains Ryback22. He's also asking three to five thousand dollars 
per wrestling appearance. I actually saw his. Um, he made a. Uh, he did an interview with the fans on like Periscope or whatever, and he was just answering questions. And uh, they brought up CM Punk, and he said, um, he said uh, that he didn't actually like like. He said he's glad that CM Punk is doing, you know, I mean, he thinks he, uh, what was the word? He's, uh, uh, like he's, he's proud that CM Punk is doing something like UFC and he's, ha- and he's, and it's good that he's doing something that makes him happy because he shouldn't be doing stuff that doesn't make you happy. He's just, he was just pissed because, or he wasn't pissed. He was just saying he gives them shit all the time because when they were in WWE, Punk never said anything to him, and they actually got along, according to Ryback. He said, no, we, we always got along, so when when he talked all this shit after he got out, I, it just kind of sucked. So, but yeah, other than that, uh, he, it was a bunch of stupid questions. Like, they kept asking him how big Batista, uh, Batista's dick was, and he's like, I, I don't know, you're going to have to ask Batista that. And, uh, and uh, there was some other stuff, like... Uh, but he sounded pretty positive, and he sounded like he's, uh, like he's gonna be happy doing whatever. He just, he's one of those, the one of those, uh, motivational speaker type guys, and and I guess he felt he was never going anywhere in WWE right now. So, oh yeah, there was another thing. You know how he switched to trunks? Yes. He said that was Vince's idea. He said, because <laughs> he wanted to keep the singlet. And, uh, and, uh, he said Vince was pushing for him to use trunks, uh, cause you're all a bunch of meatheads or whatever, and, and, uh, and he's like, no, let me keep the singlet, and so he kept the singlet, and then all of a sudden his push, <laughs> it was like, he started being booked a lot worse, and so he's like, okay, okay, I'm gonna switch to the singlet to try to make Vince happy, or the, the trunks to try to make Vince happy. And of course, that didn't really make a difference in the end. So now, yeah. do you feel that Ryback is justified in leaving and all this stuff, or do you feel he's kind of, you know, uh, it was that everyone should be paid exactly the same? But no, it, well, he wasn't. Everybody should be paid the same. It was that winners and losers should be paid. The same if they're on, if they're in the same match. Okay, well, Heath Slater, John Cena. Well, yeah, but if you're if, think about it, if you're going to have a main event match, if you're being paid, and I'm not talking about their salary. I'm talking about like the match pay, like the ma- the the bonus that you would get for that match. I think that's what he was talking about anyway. Because I'm sure they get an annual salary anyway, and. uh and then they get paid per match, and uh, and he was saying the faces and heels don't get paid the same amount of money, and it's like, well, you need both to put on the match. But I think his bigger issue was with travel. That was the whole reason he quit was the was that they weren't paying for. Uh, he he would have liked them to help guys uh, with their travel and. Hotel expenses. Well, you know, that wasn't that was an issue that I a story that we covered a while ago, and I'm still on the 
defense about the whole thing. Because um, no one else is complaining. You know, I, I if it was like 5, 10, 15, 20 people, maybe I, I would kind well, of... You have to realize he started complaining after he was in trouble because he didn't have anything to lose. I think if you go out and say this kind of stuff here, you're going to get in trouble. Well, he did get in trouble. Well, yeah, but he was already he was that was after he was already kicked out of or not kicked out of raw, but told to go home. And his basically things had already gone downhill, and it didn't seem like he was going to be stuck with the company anymore. So that's when he spoke up. I would I would think that if you said the stuff that he said while you were still employed, it would not go over well for you. Because uh, at least I can say that he didn't pull a punk where he just up and quit. No, they told him to go home and and he wrote out the rest of his contract at home because they I mean obviously they weren't booking him and he figured they probably weren't going to so. Uh, yeah, WWE actually commented on it the other day. He said his contract officially came to to an end on their website. Sure didn't say fuck him at the end of it? <laughs> uh, no, it didn't say that. Oh. You know. There was also... Uh, oh, I don't remember what I was going to say. Go ahead with the rest of the news. Uh, in an interview with Chad Duke's Rope Pro Wrestling Show, Luke Harper commented on WWE's article about top ten free top free agents that haven't been drafted yet. When you put a list of the ten hottest free agents available in today's market, and I mean no offense to them, but when crime time ranks above you, it really makes you question your career choices. Harper was asked about the free agent storyline with Heath Slater, and here was Harper's response. Listen, I don't want to talk about Heath Slater. He's been beaten down by Rhino and Jinder Mahal, so I don't want to talk about that. A crime time couldn't be any more irrelevant to today's wrestling scene. So for them to rank above me is a bit of a slap to the face. I believe that I will be the WWE champion one day. No, you won't. I know a lot of people say that, and it's easy to say. And if I were to go away with anything accomplishing that task, I would feel unfulfilled, to be completely honest. So for crime time to rank above me, when I feel like that myself, it becomes a bit of an issue inside of my own brain. So basically... Luke Harper's a little pissed off that a group that hasn't been on WWE programming in like seven years ranked above him, and they listed them as free agents. Yeah, um, I would be pissed, too. But uh, I, th- I also think the reason they... I think the free agents they listed were people that were actual free agents. I'm sure they don't consider Harper a free agent. He's just injured. I'm sure they'll stick him on SmackDown or Raw as soon as he's back. Well, depending upon where they go, I mean... I Sticking him with Strowman. I think they'll put him back on SmackDown. Strowman's doing a singles thing. At least that's... Because I, I, I listened to him on the... He was on Stone Cold's podcast. Uh, Strowman was. And that's what they said they're doing. They're they're just he's getting his own singles run and and uh, which is why they kind of retooled his look a little bit and gave him music and everything. And uh, meanwhile, not all before Bray. <laughs> oh man! Well, Harper's already had a title before Bray. He was the Intercontinental Champion for like a week. Yeah. But uh, I imagine Harper will probably get drafted to SmackDown and. 
help out because Rowan's already part of the Wyatts again. He, uh, because he teamed up with, uh, Bray right after, uh, Ziggler won and then he was back the next week with him and I imagine it'll just be the original Wyatt family back together again. Which still seems weird that they have this big New Day storyline and they won a battleground and then, oh, we're splitting the team up. And then New Day celebrates being the longest-running tag team champions, and they never defend the fucking things. Um, yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's how it goes with the Wyatt family. They can, doesn't matter if they win or lose, they're fucked. They mostly lose, but when they win, nobody cares, because nothing happens. Exactly, exactly. And it, it drives me up the fucking wall, too. And I'm not the kind of guy that complains about WWE very often. I'm usually defending it, honestly. But there's one thing that really fucking ticks me off, and that's how they treat Bray Wyatt. I mean, he's got a lot going for him, and they just fucking suck at booking him. That they do. Uh, Stephanie McMahon recently did an interview with NBC News and revealed that WWE was planning on integrating LGBT characters slash content into their programming on Raw and SmackDown. She said, We will integrate the LGBT characters into our programming, and I do think there will be an opportunity to integrate some of those storylines in the near future. We've had Glad come in and speak to our entire writing team and give a whole tutorial on sensitivities, the right words, the wrong, and those words matter. I think with their guidance and support, they'll be able to portray the LGBT storylines appropriately. Okay, I got a couple things to say about this. Um, Darren Young is gay, so I think they're portraying him just fine, so if he's not your flavor, then fucking deal with it. Um, two, there is a stigma that I'm not sure they want to used to approach. Um, remember when they did the Trish Stratus, Mickey James angle? Yeah, where, where Mickey was, like, licking her and shit. Did that really do anything for her career? Uh, I think it got Mickey in trouble. Yeah. So, I don't think a, the stalker angle is gonna work. Um, does anybody remember HLA? Hot lesbian action. Uh, I was not watching at the time, but I have seen it. Yeah, so I don't know what kind of storylines they're going to do that involve LGBT. And my feeling would be, if you are gay or bisexual, do you really want that advertised? And if you're not, do you really want to play that character? I guess it just... uh... Know what I mean? I mean, imagine if you were like, you told Randy Orton, I want you to hit on Brock Lesnar. How the hell would you be comfortable with that at all? Yeah, I think if they're going to want to do this, they're going to need actual gay people. And then it's going to be up to them on whether or not they want to go out there and be flamers. Because, you, I mean, either you're gay and it's not a big deal and it's not brought up, or you're really obviously gay and hitting on people. I mean, in wrestling, I can't see any two other ways to do it. I mean, I know the exception to the rule is Goldust. Yeah, but he ended up not actually being gay. Yeah, he was just doing it to... 
you know, mess with people's minds and mind games and all that shit. And that, and that worked. But I think it's... I don't know. Do Does there need to be an advertisement for this? I mean, again, Darren Young is gay. But they haven't advertised him as that. And I'm okay with that. Does it matter? No, it doesn't. I think that's the issue, is that... Um, there's probably somebody somewhere... Uh, social justice warriors who are complaining that they're not being represented, and uh, those people need to watch something else. Then, yeah, and I'm sure it's a very small amount of people, and it honestly doesn't matter because yeah. I think most normal gay people, as in gay people who aren't fucking insane, like social justice warriors, and that's not uh, exclusive to gay people either. Uh, social justice warriors are just crazy, uh, and I apologize if any gay people think I'm talking specifically about them because I'm not uh but yeah no there's people that are just nuts and want to just ruin things for people and get and want over representation when it isn't really needed and can just make things worse and I think the way they're handling Darren Young is they're yeah uh fine because I mean they're not making a big deal out of him being gay. I mean what what would that accomplish? I mean, okay, we know he's gay, big deal. Yeah, it's he's just it's just he's just gay. <laughs> it's not like he's it doesn't need to be a, any bigger a deal than that. Yeah, and I don't understand what now let's be if they do two women, everyone's gonna love it. If they do two guys, they're not gonna like it at all. It's the double standard. So I, I, well, uh, that probably has more to do with um, the demographic, which is, it's not that you hate gay people, it's that lesbians are attractive, because you're attracted to women, you're not attracted to men, therefore gay people do nothing for you, so you don't want them on the television, because it's like, it would be the same as having anything else in wrestling that you don't care to watch, you know, it's just... It's like, well, I like lesbians. Why wouldn't I want them on my TV? So uh, maybe if there's a bunch of girls out there watching wrestling that like gay dudes, that I mean, maybe they would go for it. But uh, I'm sure they would. I'm sure they would love to see Roman Reigns and the Usos in a fucking circle jerk three way. But <laughs> you know, my thing is, I don't see who this benefits. I, I really don't see who it benefits. Uh, I think Stephanie McMahon is just trying to look good. She's just... Probably. That's... that's I mean, Stephanie McMahon, uh, I think she plays a hell of a character on TV, and that's because it's based in part on how much of an actual bitch she is. And uh, I think she's just trying to look good for the press and for WWE, because that's part of her job. So she's doing it. She's trying to make everybody look good. She's like, look at us. We respect gay people and transsexuals and bisexuals and transgendered. Look at us. We're, we're great. Uh, but in the end, it's like she's just doing it to try to, to, to try to make WWE look better than it is. And it's not there's, – there's no actual um, – what, what's the word? Uh, uh, is it altruism? What is the word that... Sure. Whatever it, word you want to use. The, the word that means you're doing something for the good of mankind and not for yourself. Whatever that word is. Yeah, you're, I think she's just doing it for herself and the company to make them look good as opposed to actually trying to help 
you know, get a bigger audience of gay people watching or whatever. I think she just wants... I just think the gay people just need to be quiet, you know? Just watch it like everybody else does and not give a shit if the individual that you're watching is gay or not. Um, yeah, I don't think most of them care, to be honest. Yeah, I'm sure... So- I mean, I doubt there's very few gay people that give a shit... And then if they were to say, let's just take Natty and Becky Lynch. Okay, well, now Natty's got the hots for Becky. Well, we know that's not true because she's married to TJ, so bad example. We'll do Paige. Okay, Paige and Becky Lynch, they're gonna they're macking and stuff. You still have to know, are they really, you know, gay, bisexual? And if they are, then it's advertising, but is that the... Ma- you know, there's, there's too much that could go wrong that might offend the group that wanted it in the first place. Yeah, do we really want WWE <laughs> trying to handle issues like this? They have trouble handling much less. Yeah, they, they can barely handle their own shit. <laughs> I mean, you're going to take on a pretty serious issue and try to make something good with it? I, I don't have that much faith. I don't have much faith either. Um, and that's why I don't think this is the wisest of decisions that they should be making. I know the other exception to the rule is Billy and Chuck, but how did that end? It was a publicity stunt. So, were people pissed off, or did they just kind of go, no, we were fucking with you? Know what I mean? It's, I I don't know. And I've got nothing wrong with a storyline or with a... It's like if someone... um, was portraying someone who had breast cancer and they were using that in a storyline and then oh I got cured well did you really have it or was it part of a storyline because if you really did have it and you won well that's great but if you didn't that's just cold you know what I mean (laughs) this is wrong and I can't believe I just compared breast cancer to gay and lesbians um, but yeah, I, I don't know where they're going to go with this, and I don't think it should matter what the storyline is. As long as the storyline is good, it shouldn't matter what demographic it hits. It should hit all fucking demographics. Speaking of demographics, Vince McMahon has reportedly not been impressed with Dana Brooks' work inside the ring after her match against Sasha Banks on Raw. The chairman openly questioned Triple H on her ring work. Based upon what, she, what he saw on Monday, he feels she's not ready to wrestle on live television. Okay, um, that wasn't all Dana. That was Sasha, too. (laughs) Um, I think Dana was a little aggressive and a little fast, and I'm not sure if Sasha was ready for that. Um, I watched the match. There were a couple of botches in there that... I don't necessarily think it was Dana's fault, but I don't think it was Sasha's fault. I think it was they didn't really know what they wanted to do. But don't blame the champion, because, you know, right? Yeah. Not the champion's fault. That's why we gave her the fucking belt. Uh, there's already speculation about the current draft roster as rumors are circulating that Randy Orton will be moving to Raw and Cesaro or Kevin Owens to SmackDown to help level the playing field of both shows. We spoke about this earlier. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I was shocked that Zayn, Owens, and or Cesaro didn't go to SmackDown. 
And Cesaro wanted to go to SmackDown. He was mad. Yeah. I mean, he, he fucking did a work shoot on the network about how much Raw is a piece of shit. He's like, fuck this. I want to be on SmackDown. It was great. Um, when we did, when I saw the draft, I was, again, really surprised that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, after their epic fight, are still on the same show. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make any sense, because if they can't touch each other, they're eventually going to bump each other into the locker room. So you would have figured one of them would have went to SmackDown, and I figured Cesaro would have been a great fit for SmackDown, because you have Cena and Styles and Orton and um, and Bray and all these other guys and Ziggler and all these veterans but they kept all of the young talent on Raw when SmackDown was proclaiming to be the wow it just it didn't seem like it was a fair it didn't seem fair so um, I will be I think moving Cesaro and Owens to SmackDown would greatly benefit both of them. And I think moving Orton to Raw wouldn't hurt, but it might help. I mean... Yeah. SmackDown's got a lot of veterans. I mean, SmackDown already has Cena. They don't need Randy. And they've got Kane, and they've got Rhino, and they've got all of these old stars. They don't need any more. It's like Legends House. Well, all the Legends can't wrestle at the same time because they all can't get over. Uh, Jimmy Uso was expected to return to action last week from injuries suffered and got physical on tour of New Zealand. It's said that he should be back to working matches soon, but rumors say that Vince is frustrated with the Usos, feeling that they are injury-prone, and needs them on SmackDown to help with the new tag team division. Fuck them. I've never liked the Usos. Okay, maybe I liked them once, but they they have not done anything for me for a long time. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, All they did was beat the Wyatts like eight times back in 2013 or whatever. I have something, I have a question to ask you about the Wyatts here in a little bit. Uh, during recent social media appearances for WWE, Big Show noted that at the age of 44, his career is coming to a close, and he has about another year left with the company, looking to move forward, spending time with his family. Reports suggest that he'll be facing Shaq at Mania 33. Reports were confirmed that his career is coming to a close, saying he wants to be in the best shape of his life for Mania 33. And Shaq. Yeah, I saw the picture of him. Uh, he's in pretty good shape. Yeah, but um, Shaq is where you're going to end your career, huh? Well, considering it's Big Show, I mean, who else is he going to have a match with? I mean, he's he doesn't have the the um, he doesn't have the credibility to give the rub to anyone, and he's not exactly an amazing wrestler these days. So, I mean, it's not... If it was a lot of other people, I would agree. But it's just... It's Big Show. I mean, he... And he doesn't seem to be against it. He's like, oh, yeah, man, Shaq's awesome. Let's do this. So, if he was, like, totally against it, I, yeah, I would I would probably be more on his side than... But it seems like, yeah, whatever. I mean, if he wants to have his last match with Shaq, whatever. If that's how he wants to hang his hat, that's fine. Um, 
personally, I wish his last match would have been against CM Punk, so we couldn't wrestle, uh, so we couldn't fight at UFC. Uh, but yeah, this might be Big Show's last year. Let's see what happens. Um, I thought he meant next year would be his last year, or whenever Mania Thirty Three is, or will be his last one. I I don't know. Um, so yeah, he's gonna hang up, hang up the boots, and be immortalized and all that happy stuff. Uh, those of you that were curious about TNA, uh, Dixie Carter is no longer the president of TNA. She got demoted. Uh, I got nothing. I, I honestly have... I don't fucking care. Um, that company needs to disappear for a while. Go away. Uh, the only other bit of news that we have here is Conor McGregor pretty much saying that I can beat every WWE superstar there is, and people were offended by that. Uh, uh, I wasn't happy about a little fucking hobbit like him saying that shit. So, is this a work? Is this a shoot? Is it a work shoot? Or is it just... Uh, I think Connor is has a big fucking mouth. And uh, that's it. He likes to talk shit. Because he thinks he's he's a badass. Yeah, he he does. Uh, before we get into the news, uh, the, the reviews of the week, I assume you finally watched Final Deletion. Ah, uh, no, I haven't actually. I've watched. I've only seen parts of it. But enough of it was enough, right? Uh, yeah. All, you know what's funny? All my friends liked it because of how different it was and. Oh, it was different, all right. But uh, I haven't seen all of it. Now, you saw the compound fight between the New Day and the Wyatts. Uh, yeah, I saw it. What did you think of that? Especially when Bray went after Xavier with a fucking axe? Uh, your thoughts on that? Uh, what was? What did you want my thoughts on? The Bray Wyatt, the Wyatt family New Day compound fight. Oh, it was all right. Uh, it was, I mean, it wasn't as much like the final deletion as I think a lot of people are saying. I think the only real thing it had in common was that it was out in the wilderness, in the middle of nowhere, and yeah, there wasn't any weird gimmick shit with a ring or. Or people going into past gimmicks after hopping out of the water, and there wasn't any of that. It was much more realistic and stuff. And Bray Wyatt with an axe. Uh, that's gonna do it for the news of the week. Why don't we get into Monday Night Raw? And the funny part is about Monday Night Raw is they're pumping up SummerSlam, but SmackDown is also pumping Backlash, so I don't know which show to be hyped up for, because I'm confused. So, the hell with it. Um, I'm going to try to do this the best I can off of my notes. The opening contest, well, it opens up with, uh, I almost said the Vaude Villains, where the fuck have they been? Uh, Enzo and Kaz coming down to the ring and doing their spiel. 
Out comes Chris Jericho with Kevin Owens, and they do their spiel, and they have a match, and Chris Jericho ends up beating Enzo Amore with a disqualification because Big Kaz gets in the ring and beats the shit out of Jericho. Okay, they're giving Enzo the rub. I I like it. I'm digging it. I'm, I'm digging it. Your thoughts on Enzo Amore as over the last few weeks? Uh, I think he's been all right. Funny, pretty good, doing his thing. Yeah, I think both of them have been uh, pretty uh, funny. We then have Braun Strowman in a squash match against uh, Jarrell Nelson. Um, Braun killed him. Uh, they're giving Strowman the Ryback push. You know, just squashing people. Yeah. I guess it'll work. I mean, he's a big guy. Darren Young goes up against Titus O'Neil, and this is a rematch from the week before because Titus slapped Bob Backlund and then Young did shit and hooked the tights. One, two, three, and go Young? He's gay. So there's your, your demographic. He's gay and black. Two minorities in one shot. Stop complaining. Uh, Cesaro goes up against Sheamus. I swear we've seen this match before. I'm almost positive we've seen this match before. Still a pretty solid match. Cesaro gets the win, and Sheamus is all sorts of pissed off because he had Cesaro down. The referee was down. Referee didn't fucking, you know, do shit, and Cesaro gets the win because the referee was distracted or down or some shit, and we'll see Sheamus later. Dudley Boys bump into Neville backstage or before the show even started, and they're all, you need to find yourself a partner, and then we'll kick his ass. Well, Neville gets Sin Cara, who's playing the role of Black Panther, and Neville and Cara beat the Dudley Boys. The interesting thing here is Bubba was looking at Devon like he was going to fuck him. Do we detect a uh, Bully Ray run? Do what? Do we detect a bully Ray run with the Dudley Boys where Bubba turns on Devon? Nah, I don't think so. You don't think so? You think he was just giving him the rapey eyes for no reason? Well, I mean, you never know, I guess. He's going to rape him. (laughs) Sasha Banks versus Dana Brooke. Now, this was kind of sloppy. And I think it was both of them because right at the start of the bout, Dana pushed Sasha... But Sasha hit all three ropes and then hit the canvas. And it just looked sloppy. And then the match kind of... I don't want to say it dragged, but it seemed like one there was one mistake and it just derailed everything. And the ending, to my knowledge, was Dana was holding Sasha and Flair went to slap her, but you could see the move coming. Like It, just, it didn't look right. And Dana got slapped, and then one, two, three, Sasha gets the win because Sasha said to Mick Foley, if I can beat Sasha, I want Flair all by herself, which is one of the weirdest fucking things I've ever heard. When does a face put herself in a situation where they're at the disadvantage? That doesn't make any sense, but Sasha, uh, Dana is banned from SummerSlam, or at least at ringside. It'll be Sasha versus Flair for the title once again. Kind of a sloppy match. Not not the best women's match I've 
I've seen. So, Luke Gallows goes up against Kofi Kingston. And what was funny about this is prior to the match with Kofi Kingston, uh, we had two segments. One, P. Diddy. Or was it P. Diddy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. P. Diddy was like, I'm with the New Day now and Bootios and chocolate cereal and fucking New Day rocks and all this shit. And then the uh, the club decide to become doctors and say that Big E has ring postitis and they had to remove his balls. Funny shit. Luke Gallows gets the win. Thanks for the help, P. Diddy. What was he promoting again? Uh, Dave McFoley tickets to some shit. Uh, United States champion Rusev goes one-on-one with Cesaro. Why? No, that was uh, that was the that was the main event. Yeah, that was the main event. Yeah, completely forgot two other segments. Okay, so before we get into Rusev and Cesaro, uh, there were three other segments. The first one was Seth Rollins coming out of the ring saying he was the first one to be NXT champion. He was the first one to cash in Money in the Bank at WrestleMania. He was the one, the first one to break up the Shield. He was the first one to date a Nazi. He was the first one to bend over uh, Dean Ambrose and fuck him. He was the first one to bend over Roman Reigns and fuck him. He was the first one to fuck over Brock Lesnar, and he's going to be the first one to be the undisputed, unified, universal, hot dog-eating champion of, uh, of, of uh, Raw... And Balor's going to get fucked. We then got a promo from Balor, which was a video promo explaining the mythos and the lore of the Demon King and Finn McCool, and that Seth Rollins is going to get fucked. So someone's getting fucked at the show, and I will be happy either way. And the other segment, which was Bizarro Land, is we had Lana and Rusev reenacting their wedding vows or some shit. Yeah. And Roman Reigns came down on the ring, and he's all, Hey, Yus, look, I won't be your best man and shit. Look, you ain't mind. I, I pour some champagne and shit. And then Rusev lost his shit, and he's all, You know, I expected more out of you, Rusev, but so did Lana on your wedding night. Oh! Big fight, big schmoz. Lana gets cake in the face. Uh... Roman's all, fuck this shit. I'm out. Peace. (laughs) The fans were cheering him. Like, legitimately cheering Roman Reigns. You know what the secret is? Don't put him in the main event picture. And they'll cheer him. I think this might be a good thing for Roman. I think people are starting to forget that he's The Rock's cousin. Uh... We'll see, I guess. Yeah, because you put The Rock anywhere near Roman, people are going to boo him. And Rock is being an asshole lately with Fast and Furious 87. Um, So we get to the main event, which is Rusev versus Cesaro, because Rusev wants to beat up Roman Reigns, but then Stephanie McMahon came down to the ring and said, no, uh, McFoley came down to the ring and said, we're going to have, you know, reasons and stuff, and... Let me start that whole fucking thing over because this is where my brain kind of sapped out. 
Mick Foley comes down to the ring and says, I'm inviting Daniel Bryan down. Daniel Bryan comes down and says, well, you know, <laughs> Randy Orton, he, he fucked up Brock Lesnar pretty good, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Fuck Brock Lesnar. Fuck him. Fuck him in the ass. No enhancement needed. <laughs> you didn't pick the, the world champion. You picked Seth Rollins. That's kind of your fucking fault, so you had to make your own fucking title. Fucking stupid fucking idea that you, you did, you fucking Mick Foley piece of shit. So Foley's all, now we take this fucking seriously. This is a legitimate fucking title. We don't need you shitting on it. No, I think I do need to shit on it because it's a fucking stupid idea. So then Rusev comes down and he goes, no, it is a stupid fucking idea because fuck that title. I'm the U.S. champion. Fuck everyone. And after this, I'm going to go home and fuck Lana. So fuck everything. Out comes Cesaro who says, I heard there was fucking. So in the in honor of Strata, I'm going to fuck something. <laughs> Rusev versus Cesaro, pretty decent match. Cesaro almost had the win twice. Sheamus came down to the ring and fucked it over for him. Rusev gets the win. Roman Reigns spears Cesaro. That's Cesaro spears Rusev. End of Raw. I heard that Raw went down three million views, but I don't think they took into effect that the Olympics were happening. So go Mark Henry. Uh, don't break your arm like that guy did in the Olympics. That was raw. It was okay. Um, whereas the first raw after the draft went by so fast and everything happened, this one started to feel like it was taking a while. And I don't know why that was. Maybe because we saw Cesaro, Sheamus, and Rusev like 80 times. So... It was an alright Raw. I had no real bones about it, but, you know. SummerSlam, it's it's happening. That's going to do it for Raw. Why don't we get into Tuesday Night Live Smackdown. As long as it takes to get what's rightfully mine Alright, let me see I've been doing multiple things here So, uh Where did I, what did I do with my That's not it. What the fuck? Okay, so it was uh, August 9th. We were in Bakersfield, California. Uh, got Mauro Ronaldo, JBL, and David Otunga on commentary because King is, I don't know, they just didn't want him anymore. Uh, the show opens with Randy Orton backstage, uh, and he's, uh, I think Renee's there, I don't rem- or it could be somebody else, I'm not sure. He's asked about his match with Del Rio tonight, and how he is uh, staying focused for his match with Brock Lesnar SummerSlam. Uh, they're like, uh, hey, you know, uh, 
Lesnar is kind of a legend, and he's going to fuck you up, man. And, and Orton's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm the legend killer. <laughs> and, you know, he's, he's been acting a little strange lately. He's, <laughs> Orton hasn't been the... Uh, he hasn't the, been Orton lately. He's been no. He's been more like fuck it. I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> he's been pandering to the crowd and and talking different. And yeah, it's been very strange. I like it though. Um, uh, he's the legend killer, and he's only one RKO away from Viperville. Uh, I'm going to laugh uh, when Lesnar kicks out of the RKO. Because you know he's going to. There's no way in hell he's going down with one finisher. I would finisher. love to see is that he hits him with the arc. Here's what's going to happen. I'm calling the fucking spot now. F5 into an RKO. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. That's definitely going to happen. It's happening. And when Brock Lesnar kicks out, Orton's going to go, fuck it, suspend me, and then boot Lesnar over the head. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Now that I've ruined it for everybody, continue. Yeah. Uh, so the Rio walks up, and he's like, "Hey, Diosta, Viperville is a joke, man. <laughs> I mean, what kind of name is Viperville? I mean, <laughs> this is like from Disneyland or something, man. You stupid motherfucker." And uh, and Orton's like, "You know, you talk about Disneyland. I could give you a uh, free ticket to Viperville if you want to try that out tonight, amigo." And uh. And Del Rio's like, well, let's see if you can do anything with a broken arm, amigo. <laughs> and uh, then he walks off, and uh, Orton just kind of stares him down like, I'm going to kill that fucking Mexican. And uh, <laughs> um, I'm waiting for them to say that. I mean, that's not even – you could say that on TV because he is a Mexican. It's not even racist. It's just truthful. Or, or would they have to say Hispanic? I don't know. I don't keep up with, with PC lingo. I tend not to. I try not to. Uh, and then we got the new SmackDown opening. It's not new now, but that's what happens. It opens up, and then there's like, Bakersville with a huge display of pyro, and Marvin all is like, Welcome to WWE with the motherfucking, brought to you by the letter W, yeah! Fucking Randy Orton's gonna be fighting... I'll burn you with that real tonight! Yeah! So Bray Wyatt is in the ring. And he addresses Dolph Ziggler and Dean Ambrose. And uh, Eric Rowan's behind him. They show highlights of what happened last week. And uh, Bray's like, They've been lying to you, man. (laughs) They've been lying to you, man. I didn't lose last week, man. No, no, man. That was stolen from me. That was stolen. Dolph Ziggler, man. He he didn't beat me. He made me a victim. He cheated to win. Because I am Bray Wyatt, the eater of worlds. Dolph Ziggler. He's a little blonde-ass mother. Fuck him. And, uh, and then Dean comes out. And, uh... What did he say? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, before that, Bray's actually like, this is my show now, motherfuckers. Y'all can't do shit. 
Don't care if it's red or blue. I got the whole damn world. And then uh, Dean walks out and he's like, Whoa, man, uh, I don't know if you're listening to yourself or anything, but you kind of sound like a little bitch right now. Uh, Now, that's not normal for you, Bray. Usually you suck it up and take losses like a man, but you're saying you're a victim that you lost? Nah, man, that's kind of fucked up. I'm telling you, maybe I should come in there and whoop your ass. And Bray's like, bring it, man. I got Eric Rowan. What the fuck are you going to (laughs) do? And uh, he says, I welcome you to come into my yard and fuck with me. And uh, and then Ziggler shows up. Uh, and uh, he has a mic in his hand, I believe. Or maybe he doesn't. I don't care. Anyway, they both jump in the ring and they go after Bray and Eric. And uh, Wyatt and... Rowan actually managed to overwhelm them, and uh, this this was actually pretty cool what happened. Um, it's a shame the end of the show wasn't as cool as this. Um, uh, I think, yeah, Bray had, he was going for Sister Abigail on Dean, and then uh, Ziggler went to do the super kick, and Bray saw it coming a million miles away, so he let go of Dean and threw him into the super kick. Oh. And he just laughed about it. He just looked at him. He was like, ah, ha, 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 ha. And then he just kind of clears the ring of the two, and he's like, yeah, Bray Wyatt, motherfucker. And uh, so later tonight, that's going to be a match. Ziggler and uh, Ambrose together versus uh, the remaining Wyatts. Uh, also, later tonight, Randy Orton versus Alberto Del Rio. And American Alpha is up next, which is fun. I love American Alpha. Yeah, they're fun to watch. They remind me of of two Daniel Bryan slash Kurt Angle types. Not not quite as charismatic, but they've got the moves. Yeah, they definitely got the moves. Um, I'm waiting to see if they're going to do what I think they're going to do, but they're probably not going to do so. What's that? Kurt Angle coming back. Oh, yeah. That's kind of been a rumor for ages now, hasn't it? Well, I think with the whole... uh, Gable thing and the Benjamin thing and all that stuff, I think I can see where they might be going with it. But now that Benjamin fucked himself for the next 70 years, so probably not. Yeah. Uh, so backstage, we got Dean and Ziggler. And uh, Dean's like, What the fuck, Ziggler? I didn't need your help, you son of a... Whatever hair color you're going with today? Fucking brown or something? It was pink last week! You fucking fruity little... And uh, Ziggler's like, Hey, look, I got jumped last week, man. I just wanted to go out there to prove something. So I wasn't even wanting to help you because... You are one dirty-looking, rat-looking, ugly motherfucker. I hate that you're champion. I'm going to beat your ass later. And uh, Ambrose is like, handle your own business, you fucking... Fuck you. Just go, go away. Go away. Shane McMahon and Danny Bryan walk up to them. And uh, Brian is like, 
<laughs> you guys, oh, man, dude, you know how great it would be if you guys were on a team tonight? Yeah, that'd be great. So, Ambrose Ziggler versus Bray Wyatt and Eric Rowan. And, uh, oh, by the way, Ziggler, remember what you said to us last week? Well, if you don't like what we just made for the match tonight, you know what you can do? Screw you, fucker, because that's what you told us last week. How's it feel? <laughs> <laughs> so remember Ziggler was all heel in their face last week Because he was oh, pissed <laughs> So yeah Brian's like well you know what Screw you fucker <laughs> You don't like it you can kiss my Retired ass And uh Screw you fuck American Alpha versus Mikey O'Shea And Mike Vega Uh These are obviously uh Local talents. Obviously. Uh, before the match starts, the Ascension walks out, and they're yelling at American Alpha. Then the VOD villains. Then the Hype Brothers. And then, uh, uh, let's see. Did anybody else come down? I feel like somebody else came down. Maybe not. Anyway, the the American Alpha kicked their ass, and then the rest of the uh, guys that came down came jump in the ring to try to get in a fight with them. Uh, and uh, American Alpha clears house. As they should. Yeah. They don't really have any competition on SmackDown. All the other tag teams are shit. For the, yeah, you got a point. Uh, so. <sighs> they go to Renee Young. She introduces the WWE Intercontinental Champion, Miz, and Maurice. And uh, Renee uh, wants to take a look at Miz's opponent at SummerSlam, Apollo Crews. And uh, uh, Miz doesn't give a shit. He wants to fuck Maurice. So they crawl up on their desk and they start uh, vigorously, viciously, uh, barbarically just... Barbarically. Fuckingly, fuckingly fucking each other on the desk or something. I don't remember. I think that's what happened. I think they took their clothes off and fucked on TV. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I'll have to go back and watch, though. Barbarically. Um, Take two. <laughs> but yeah, uh, literally, this is, this is what it says. This is back live. Ms. and Maurice are laying on top of the desk. So it's like, what happened there? And uh, Renee's like, uh, so how you feeling about Apollo Crews, buddy? And Maurice is like, uh, no one will beat my husband because I am French and you are Canadian. Fuck you. Which is sort of the same, actually. Uh, Miz talks about how beautiful Maurice is. And Maurice is like, you are the hottest man on the planet. And uh, then we have Becca, blah, 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 Becky Lynch versus Eva Marie. Uh, possibly. Because as we know last week, it didn't work. Yeah. So before the match, Eva Marie jumps up and down. And she's like, yep, my leg's fine. And then all of a sudden, her top flies off. And yes, that actually happened, but you didn't get to see anything. She instantly puts a towel over herself. And so she doesn't have to have a match. Uh, yeah, how the fuck does that work? She can't have a match because wardrobe malfunction. Becky, take off your shirt, give it to the bitch, and then beat the shit out of her. 
<laughs> and what was funny? What was funny is like. I don't even know if wardrobe malfunction is an official term. It's just sort of a thing we use to say when uh, a girl's top comes off. But they actually ruled that that's why the match couldn't go. The ref actually said, this match is a no contest due to a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, I, I heard about that. I saw the clip and I shook my head going, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Go to the back, put on a shirt, come back and fight. Yeah. No, what the fuck? This... Th- I want Eva Marie to just die. No, no I'm not kidding. I, I want her to fucking die. I, I, I don't, I don't like her. I think with what she's doing, she could end up being a phenomenal heel because she certainly can't wrestle. But she could be an app. She's already hated, and what she's doing right now is just getting heat. Yes, so she could end up being like a Vicky Guerrero type character, where everybody just fucking despises her and boos her out of the building and 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 that way maybe she could succeed uh because she's not going to succeed in wrestling because she's awful i'll tell you what though she has a magnificent body and does not wear anything i'm surprised they even let her wear what she wears out there it's like that's a little bit skimpy for for our current day wrestling (laughs) Well, they're trying to be slightly more edgier. I mean, they're trying to bring back some of the adult demographic, but I, I, I don't like her. And the sad part is red's my favorite color, and that's what pisses me off so much about her. I don't like her fucking hair color that red either. That's not natural. No, it's... Well, she was a brunette, I think. Yeah. And she's all, I'm not going to do what the company says. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Hee hee hee. you fucking bitch. And uh, so Becky Lynch gets on the mic, and she's like, let me think of how to do an Irish accent again. God damn it. She has a thick one, too. Yeah, she does. Uh, uh, She says, well, I'm Irish, and I'm going to fucking get so goddamn made. Fucking stupid little... Fucking Eva Marie, fuck her! God damn it! And fucking, you know, I'll fight anyone in the back! You fucking, because I'm Irish! You dirty sons of bitches! <laughs> so just bring some cocksucker out here, I'll fuck him up, because I'm goddamn Irish! <laughs> so Alexa Bliss walks out. Who's definitely not Irish. No. And I can't, and she's like. Yo, I'm fucking Alexa Bliss, and yo, what's up? I'm fucking really cool and shit. You wanna fuck me? No. So, uh, they have a match, Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss. Um, Eva Marie walks back out in the middle of the match. No wardrobe malfunction. And it distracts Becky, so Alexa Bliss wins. And, uh... Becky is <laughs> having some troubles. Uh, I'm sure she was quite pissed off. Yeah. And they they interviewed Eva Marie at the top of the ramp, and she's like, I did all I could do to get back and fall tonight. I fixed my top, and, and here I am, but it seems I was too late. She already lost. So, uh, yeah, that's a thing. I'm uh, sure that's the thing, all right. Up next, Randy Orton versus Alberto Del Rio. Um, 
this was okay, but it it ended in an RKO. <laughs> and uh, how'd you think it was gonna end? Uh, it was actually kind of competitive. He did a lot of work on Randy Orton's arm, and uh, Randy Orton still managed an RKO though. Uh, however, however, uh, he goes out to the announce table, starts clearing off the announce table. Or no, he didn't get the RKO. I think he tried to get the RKO because it didn't end in an RKO. It ended in a disqualification. So yeah, yeah, whatever. He went outside, he picked up shit off the table, and he's like, "Fuck you, you piece of shit, Alberto. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a monitor at your brain." Uh, and so he's beating up Alberto Del Rio, and then Del Rio starts fighting back. And Randy Orton, I don't know, you think he grabs a steel chair? Then he smacks him across the brain with it. And, uh... And then Del... Uh, Del Rio hits him with a chair first, or was it? I don't remember. Something happened. Anyway, Randy Orton won by a disqualification. Uh, and then he hits the RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> That's what actually happened. <laughs> oh, man. So backstage, we see Rhino warming up, and Heath Slater walks up. And this is probably the best part of the best moment of the night, honestly. Um, and Rhino's actually, you know, he's not acting like a beast. Could you imagine punching Rhino? The guy's built out of, like, nothing but brick. Yeah. He's like a... He's not even that tall. He's, like, under six feet, but he's so wide. <laughs> he's like... He's just this big wall of mass. It, it looks like if he was to, like, tackle you, it would hurt. Like, forever. Yeah. So he's warming up backstage, and he's like, uh... He Slater walks up, and he's like, You know what, man? This is a big opportunity I've been given tonight, and I'm not gonna fuck it up. So, hey, I just wanna ask you. just wanna ask you right now. Look. I got I got two kids to take care of a home, and and I, I need your help to win this match. And Rhino's like, well, you know, I just won my election in Michigan, and I can't let my constituents down. And uh, and then Slater has like, well, my constituents are my four kids at home. Okay. Wait, I thought he had two. <laughs> yeah, that's the joke. Uh, and and Rhino's like, wait, how many kids did you have? And he's like, uh, six or. <laughs> and and uh and he's like, "Look, I got a pool I need to pay for for my kids and and I can't do it if I don't win this match and, and get in a contract for SmackDown." And uh you, you just got to help out and Rhino's like, "What what kind of pool? Is it like a, a pool in the ground or an above ground pool?" He's like, "It's really nice above ground pool." It's like, "I'm sorry, I can't help you out." <laughs> And uh, and so Rhino leaves to have their match later. And um, if Slater wins, he gets a contract with SmackDown. Uh, prior to that, though, we see a video of The Miz arriving, because this was earlier in the day. He walks up to Scooby-Doo, or rather a person in a Scooby-Doo costume. But we're supposed to believe it's Scooby-Doo. And uh, they're promoting the upcoming Speed Demon movie, whatever. Uh, 
And he's like, Scooby, I am not on the front cover of this movie. Fuck you. And Scooby's like, hey, you want some Scooby snacks? <laughs> and, uh, and, it, <laughs> and he goes into the mystery machine to get some Scooby snacks. And, and Scooby closes the door and locks him in. And then he gets in Mrs. like fucking Maserati or whatever the hell he had. He had some expensive sports car and he drives off in it. So Scooby's driving Miz's sports car. And then Miz is like, You fucker! And uh, so we moved on to Heath Slater versus Rhino. This was actually pretty good on Heath's end. Heath beat the shit out of Rhino. Of course, Rhino won in the end. But Heath was bringing it to him. Um, and then he tried to cheat, though. He tried to, uh, he put his legs on the top rope to try to roll over uh, Rhino for the pin. The ref caught him. He's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? So he's complaining against to the ref. And uh, Rhino is setting up the gore. And he turns around and gets gored. And, uh, and JBL's like, Rhino, you damn politician! Screw politics! And, uh, but yeah, Rhino wins. And uh, Heath Slater is distraught in the ring. Uh, and they'll, they'll get back to that later. But first, Eric Rowan interrupts on the screen. And then Bray Wyatt's like, uh, Eric, you've always been, you've always been a, a, a loyal follower, a brother to me. Are you prepared to give up your life for the family? And uh, I want you to destroy, Rowan. Just destroy everything. Give up your life. And, and Rowan's like, run. So that's the end of that. You've been extremely loyal to me. We won't talk about Survivor Series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> so backstage, we got Shane McMahon and Danny Bryan, and he's like, "Yo, uh, Daniel, you really want to do this?" And uh, and. Daniel's like, yeah, man, in a weird kind of way, Heath Slater actually embodies the fighting spirit of SmackDown. And uh, so they actually have a contract ready to give to Heath Slater, despite the fact that he lost. But Heath Slater shows up, and he's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. If you don't want me, you're a bunch of goddamn queer-mosexuals. Fuck y'all. I'm going back to Georgia, wherever the hell I'm from. I don't remember. Goddamn it. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. Uh, uh, I'm going to Raw or SmackDown or... I, you know what? Fuck, I'm going to NXT. It's just, this place sucks. I hate everything. Screw you. And he leaves. And then they're like, well, I guess we're not giving him the contract. And uh, Aw. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we... Uh, then we have Carmella is talking about Natalia, and I don't even remember what she sounds like because I already got her mixed up with a bunch of other bitches. New Jersey. Oh. Well, I mean, I could be like New Jersey. Yeah, go ahead. Yo, Natalia. <laughs> Natalia, you little son of a bitch. I'm from New Jersey. Now I'm gonna fuck you up like a like some kind of little cunt from the from the back alleys, in New Jersey. So. So uh, let's go to the fucking cinema and watch that new Star Wars movie. And and but you know what? No, let's let's have lesbian sex. Uh, that would be very entertaining. But not not to me though. You know what? Let's just kill each other. <laughs> and uh, so they run into the ring and they start brawling. And then the match starts. And Natalia's like, "I'm from Canada. Fuck you." 
Uh, but Carmelo wins anyway. And so, uh... There's just a video package with John Cena and AJ Styles, and and then you got Dean Ambrose and Dolph Ziggler come out to fight Bray and Eric Rowan. They had a pretty good match. White family loses. What's new? Um, uh, however, after the match, you know he keeps patting Dean on the shoulder, like, "Yeah, man, we did good. We did good." And then Dean gives him the dirty deeds, and he's like, "Fuck you." And uh. <laughs> That's about right. The crowd starts chanting yes, uh, and SmackDown goes off the air with Ambrose leaving the ring, looking back at Ziggler. And when I say goes off the air, I mean completely cuts to the next show with uh, him walking off. Very uh, abrupt. Like they can't go over by even a minute. Wow. Good thing yeah. the match ended when it did. Yeah! <laughs> One! Two on the last week's episode of CSI. What the fuck? <laughs> or whatever they play. They should totally do that. That would piss so many people off. That'd be fucking awesome. That would. Yeah. Be awesome. So your thoughts um, going into SummerSlam, which I think is next weekend. Yeah, it's next weekend. Are we excited for it? I mean. You know. What, the SummerSlam? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. SummerSlam, why not? How Your thoughts on Lesnar-Orton? Um, I think it could be good if Lesnar isn't a little bitch. Because, uh, you know, I've, I've stuck up for Lesnar a couple of times, mainly because I think he can draw and be entertaining, but... After hearing from Dean Ambrose on the Stone Cold Podcast, which, by the way, if you haven't watched that, it's awkward as hell. Yeah, I haven't caught that one yet. Um, I'm working on it. It's incredibly awkward. Austin does not know how to interview a guy like Dean Ambrose. He's just so serious and to the point, and Dean Ambrose is like, chill. And then he gets insulted by Austin near the end, and it's just... it's Really? It's, yeah. Um, Austin thinks that Dean is resting on his laurels. He says, look, I believe you can do way better than you're doing out there, and I, and my challenge to you is to get much better and do much better out there, and, and Dean just looks at him like, well, that kind of offends me, man. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, I like that you're telling me this, but honestly, I'm kind of offended, and and uh, yeah, it was, it was really awkward, because Austin was constantly trying to get answers out of him and talk about his childhood, and Dean was not comfortable with a lot of it, and he just wanted to be chill while Austin wanted to be excited, and it was just fucking weird to watch. You were just waiting for the, the other shoe to drop the whole time, somebody to get up and punch the other guy, you know? <laughs> it's really strange, because Austin's not normally like that. I mean, I think his his podcasts that aren't televised are much better, because he's not he's not trying really hard to get answers. He's much more laid back, but he was just in Dean Ambrose's face, and Dean was just like, man, I ain't wanting none of this. I'm just here to chill and relax, man, <laughs> and, and Austin was just, yeah, but uh, to, back to my point about Lesnar, um, they talked about the match that Lesnar and Dean had at WrestleMania, and Dean said he was disappointed with it. I don't blame him at all. Um, he said once he actually got out there with Lesnar, he started to enjoy it. 
But he said they shot down every single idea he had for the match because he said, um, like, they asked, Austin asked, so what was the problem? Did your, your two styles not, like, artistically gel together? And he's like, Lesnar didn't want to do anything. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Dean Ambrose was like, Lesnar is going to Lesnar, and he didn't want to do anything. So, basically, all the ideas that Ambrose had to make that match awesome, Lesnar and crew were like, no, we're not going to do that. Lesnar's a bitch. Um, hashtag, no enhancements needed. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I'm going to have to, again, I've been wanting to check that out. I just haven't had the the time to do it. Yeah, if you want to see just tension and awkwardness, that's a good thing to watch. Because it's just like, you can tell Austin is like, the whole interview, he's trying to get Dean excited and talking, and Dean's just like, what's up, man? <laughs> he's just like, so chill. And he's like, dude, what's your problem, man? I just want to chill, man. And Austin's like, I want to get you excited, man. I want you, I want to get you excited, because like, and Dean's like, whoa, brother, just slow down. <laughs> it's, it's really weird. Let me ask you, uh, do you beat Renee? <laughs> <laughs> beat them. <laughs> Let me tell you a thing or two about how to treat women, Dean. What I need you to do tonight is go home and smack Renee in the face. You can role play. Pretend you're Johnny Depp. Um, I just offended everybody else, so fuck them. That's gonna do it all for this week's episode of Beyond the Men. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and you can get us on iTunes and, of course, on the Facebook page. Uh, tell us your thoughts on on SummerSlam, on Raw, on SmackDown, and what you think of the CWC. I haven't caught this recent episode. There's just so much fucking wrestling going on. I haven't had a chance to catch up with it, so. Uh, again, email us your thoughts and any kind of questions. Um, have an awesome weekend. SummerSlam is right around the corner. We'll get into the breakdown of it next week. I'm sure it's going to be uh, a show, to say the least. It's going to be Lesnar versus Orton and a whole bunch of other matches that people are going to want to watch. So, with that in mind, check out wrestling and don't go see Suicide Squad. We'll see you all next week. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.